Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to another episode of Walking Our Path. My name is Casper at Casper's Focus, and I'm so excited to talk to you today about one of my favorite topics. <laughs> I guess I intro all of my podcasts this way, but anyway, one of my favorite topics, which is struggle, <laughs> suffering. And I'd love to give you a few perspectives that might help you to have a different relationship with the struggles that you encounter in life, with the suffering that you experience, by choosing to love your struggle. Now, this, just like love yourself, is easier said than done. So I would love to share my perspectives, um, my kind of life philosophy around this. So if this is the first podcast of mine that you're listening to, um, it's called Walking Our Path because I'm literally walking on a path. I'm actually currently in an autumn wonderland, beautiful, beautiful surroundings. There's uh, fallen leaves everywhere, so you might hear the cracking of the leaves under my shoes every now and then. I record this podcast while I'm walking, and I invite all of my listeners to join me on a walk so that we're all doing something that's actually good for us, and that you can learn about my principles and about my work without having to scroll on your phone, and also that I can do my work and share my ideas without having to be behind a screen or inside. So uh, that means you might hear some ambient sounds here and there, but that's all part of the game. Well, let's begin this topic of struggle. I had this really interesting experience recently where there was a TV show. This actually happened <laughs> twice recently. There were two TV shows who wanted to make a item about my life. Um, they wanted to, yeah, make like a short bit about uh, my backstory, the work that I do now, uh, the transformation or different transformations that I went through in my life. And um, so it was all good and fun. And they came to one of my retreats and they filmed some things here and there and they interviewed me a little bit. And then at some point, <laughs> the, uh, this interview was like, okay, now we're going to talk about your past. And it was quite clear that one of the things that this interviewer wanted uh, me to do is to dig really deep into my backstory and to get like emotional and to get, to get uh, you know, to get, um, yeah, really like serious and heavy about it. And there were all these questions of like, what was your difficult, most difficult moment, you know? And what was your rock bottom? And how did you feel? And I just gently answered. And I was like, oh, this was a moment that was very difficult for me. And this phase uh, was very challenging. And in this uh, part of my life, I, uh, I was ready to give up and all these things. And yeah, I was just explaining how all of these phases of my life, all of these difficulties had helped me to grow. So I was talking about it in a very grateful way. And I noticed in the way that uh, the interview was going is that he was trying to get me to, to cry and to tear up and to talk about this really difficult part because that's good TV, you know? And at some point I even said to them like, well, I know you want to make good TV <laughs> and I know why you're asking these questions in these way, but these periods in my life, these struggles that I've gone through, they have all led me to the greatest, greatest gifts that I've ever received. They have all led me to amazing insights. And currently, this phase in my life, I'm quite happy with who I am. And I have become who I am now, thanks to all of these struggles and all of these more difficult phases in my life. And they weren't really prepared for that. And also, actually, at some point, I was, uh, I was explaining about the different, uh, yeah, the different kind of challenges that I had as a child. And I was in therapy very early. and. Uh, I had all these uh, these things that, like, I had a like a panic disorder at some point diagnosis, and then 
I had a concentration disorder. And then I had like this obsessive compulsive stuff going on. I had like weird nervous tics and all this stuff. And, uh, and there was a bunch of stuff like that. And I was saying all of this in a row. And uh, yeah, this, uh, this guy was like, wow, you must have had such a difficult childhood. And I was like, actually, funnily, I don't remember it that way at all. I mean, yeah, I had a bunch of challenges and then we would see like a professional and the professional would suggest some kind of medication and my mother would be like, no, thank you. And we'd find another route. And, uh, and if I say it all like in a row like that, all of these things that happened, then yeah, somebody might assume that that was a difficult childhood. And I just don't remember it that way. I just remember running into obstacles and then finding a way over through or around them. And then afterwards being a little bit happier and a little bit smarter and a little bit um, freer. And that's just been my life. And I actually love my life. And there were many phases in my life that I didn't love my life <laughs> when I was depressed, for example. But um, I just have a different perspective on these things. So anyway, turn into a nice little item. It's going to be on TV soon and I'll see what they make of it. <laughs> maybe, maybe they manage to frame it in a way or I'm still very uh, emotional or sad or whatever. But the point is that each of these struggles each of these phases, each of the, these depressed moments or uh, depressed times in my life or challenges that came across, they all helped me to grow so incredibly much. And I've worked with this principle of loving the struggle for quite a while. And loving the struggle is something that you can actively integrate into your life. So there's two perspectives that I'd like to share. The first one is that we need struggle, we need resistance, we need difficulty in order to be strong and happy and healthy and to have purpose in life. We simply need these things from a biological perspective, from a neurological perspective. Our system that we are as a human is built to adapt and overcome. So... There's a very, few very simple examples of this. One of them is, for example, supercompensation, which is very well known in uh, more of an athletic setting, right? So if you never lift anything heavy, your body never feels to, uh, the need to be able to lift anything heavy, and it won't create a strong body, and you won't be able to lift anything heavy. <laughs> it's very simple like that. Just like if we are always in a temperature-controlled room, right, and we have enough food, we can be sedentary, sit on the sofa and just kind of like watch TV and then also watch other people on a screen have emotionally interesting lives or play games on a screen where we feel like we're overcoming challenges and we're getting dopamine hits out of it. If we do all of these things, there's absolutely no reason for our system, for our body, for our mind to be strong and to be healthy. There's simply no reason. Now, in biology, everything pays its own price. Everything pays its own rent. So you're not going to develop and keep functions that you are not using. And the only way to kind of install functions into your system, to say it that way, right? the only way to develop strength and resilience, skills, uh, intelligence, creativity, all of these things are only developed through actively practicing them. Now, actively practicing means that you're seeking out levels of challenges 
that are slightly beyond the zone of what you can do now. This includes developing your brain by, for example, playing a musical instrument. Right? If you want to develop your brain in this way, then every single time that you learn something, you master something, you can do something, the only way to keep growing is to find something that is slightly frustrating again, that is slightly annoying, that is a little bit too difficult for you to play. And then you go through this challenge, you dive into it, you work with the frustration, and then later on, what do you know? You can play this piece, and it lays within the zone of things that you can do. And this way, this zone of capacity and the zone of comfort are growing and growing and growing with every single challenge that you take on. Now, one way that I've always loved to challenge myself is, for example, to go on long runs. And I would love to do long runs on an empty stomach to uh, really invite my body to be more um, self-reliant, to be stronger, and to be able to carry itself. And that gives me freedom. Because one of the more difficult phases in my life that I had, everything was a struggle. Everything felt difficult. I was depressed. I was 35 kilos heavier than I am now. I was smoking, drinking alcohol regularly, playing video games. I was only doing things that were easy. I was only doing easy things and my life was incredibly hard. And for me, I thought, I think it was Les Brown. At some point I heard this quote that said, if you only do what is easy, life will be hard. And if you choose to do what is difficult, life will be easier. And this is something that is very true because as I was, I think, 23, 24 years old, I was overweight, depressed, burnt out, smoking, drinking, all these things. Everything was difficult to me. Everything was scary to me. I had anxiety. I wasn't, um, wasn't able to really make something out of my life. I felt like setting goals and reaching them was just scary. Changing my lifestyle was scary. I lived in this little bubble of comfort where I needed to control all of these variables to feel okay. If I go and travel for a day, I'd be like, okay, so I'm going to have my cigarette here, then I'm going to get into the train, and then I'm going to have my snack, get out of the cigarette, then I can smoke my, uh, get out of the train, then I can have my next cigarette there, and like everything was planned out. So for me, to start really challenging my system, my body, to be self-reliant meant that I had to seek out Stress. I had to seek out resistance. I had to go for runs and challenge my body's endurance. I had to go lift heavy things and challenge my body to be stronger, to have more uh, muscular strength and better movement. But also, one thing that played a huge role is was uh, and still is to work with ice, with ice cold water. So I would take ice baths and I'd go on uh, swims in the winter. And each of these things, every single time, right before I did it, I was like, "This sucks." This is difficult. I could just stay inside, right? I don't have to, there's absolutely no reason to sit in an ice bath right now. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine and safe inside. There's absolutely no reason to skip breakfast. I could just have food right now and sit on the sofa. Yet I'm choosing to go out and to run for two hours on an empty stomach. Now, of course, my primal <laughs> kind of a hunter-gatherer brain did not agree. I was like, what, what, why, <laughs> why do this? But for me, I knew that every single time I would go through this and I would challenge myself and I would do the hardest things, my life would get a little bit easier. And making life uh, a little bit easier means that there's more flow, and, but especially there's a higher capacity to do difficult things. So this is a chosen struggle. 
Because running a marathon, for example, is a big struggle. It's difficult, it's hard, and it has, of course, amazing highs also. But running a marathon in general is just like more than 40 kilometers. You're running, you're exhausting yourself. However, if you've chosen this struggle, it's meaningful. You know why you're doing it. It's something that you want to do as an expression of your life. Now, the exact same marathon, if somebody would force you to do it, it would be a miserable experience. So the great thing about practicing with difficult things, seeking out resistance, is that you have chosen it, which means that that allows you to love that struggle. You know, this is my struggle. I am walking my path, and this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to do difficult things, and then certain things in life will be easier. It's meaningful. Now, in these phases, for example, that I was depressed and overweight, I had all of these struggles that I didn't choose. And they were very simple things, like I wasn't able to go to sleep. I couldn't even lay in bed and listen to my own thoughts. Right? It would freak me out. It would, I would just get like super anxious to lay in bed and to listen to my own thoughts. So I just keep myself up and watch TV. Because I couldn't even bear the challenge of listening to my own thoughts for 10 minutes before falling asleep. So I would just watch TV until I fell asleep. <laughs> right? That's how low my resilience level was. Now compare that to going on a, like on a 5K run, swimming in ice cold water, 5K run back on an empty stomach. That is freedom to me. And of course, sometimes it sucks. It's cold, it's hard, it's difficult. But if I can choose my own struggle, then life's unchosen struggles will be less of a challenge because I know that I'm resilient and I've built my, um, you know, my, my personal confidence to a degree where I know I'm going to be able to deal with it. So we are really built to adapt and to overcome. We are super good as humans to go into more and more complex, more and more challenging situations and to find ways to deal with them and to come out stronger. This is just something that we are simply incredibly good at as a species. And this goes for many animals. We live in accordance with nature because nature is full of challenges. That's the whole point. That's why we have <laughs> evolution. Now there's a story about my grandfather who actually uh, made first contact with a lot of tribes in Papua New Guinea. And this is a story I can share more about later in other episodes. But the short of it is that he went to um, Papua New Guinea to help. Um, it was still a Dutch colony. And uh, he had the best intentions because he heard that people there had a really difficult time, really difficult life. And he was a medical doctor and he wanted to go and help. And then he came there and then he realized that these people were actually quite strong and quite healthy and quite happy. And the more that they'd been in touch with the comforts of civilization, the less healthy and happy <laughs> um, they were, right? So it is really our natural, like these people who live as hunter-gatherers, um, because we are hunter-gatherers, they were very healthy because they lived in a natural environment. And a natural environment for humans is full of challenges, full of struggles. It is full of this very simple trade of having to do something, often difficult, to get a reward. Now, in the modern world, we get a lot of rewards without having to do something for it. Because all you need to do is open your phone, and you've got your dopamine hits, open your fridge, you've got your food. You know, we can have access to all of this comfort and ease at all times. So, 
one of the most powerful ways and most overlooked ways to have the advantages of the modern world, right? To have houses and computers and internet and all the good stuff that brings us so much. But at the same time, the advantages of having this human hunter-gatherer body, right? The only real way to do that is to choose daily struggles. And this can be intense and deep, like, like I said, going for long runs or doing ice bathing or doing intense breath hold practice and work with hypercapnia, right? these microdoses of death that I've spoken about before. But it can also be smaller things like learning to play a new instrument or, for example, um, learning a new language or, you know, these things that challenge you on a mental level. These are other ways that we can challenge ourselves to be better. It's very simple. Everywhere where you want to be better, all you need to do is find the next challenge that's slightly out of your reach and you'll get better. Now, here's another part of this. Second part of this is that as I was thinking about this uh, scenario with this interviewer and the way he was asking me those questions, um, I thought about a principle actually that uh, Ram Das, who is a spiritual teacher, passed away recently actually, was uh, speaking about where he said, if your aim is liberation, then everything that happens in your life, the good and the bad, is just a vehicle for your liberation. It can be a vehicle for liberation. Or another way he says it is that if your aim is to move closer to God, then literally everything and anything that happens in your life can be a vehicle to move closer to God. Now, let me give my own wording and my own explanation to this for a second. Um, the way I like to say it is that if your game in life is comfort and ease, if your game in life is to get the things that you want the way you want them, when you want them, then literally anything that happens is a distraction, is an annoyance, is um, moving you away from where you want to be. Right? So you get sick or there's a pandemic, you know. You lose some money, you lose your job, you don't get the promotion, your wife leaves you, whatever it is. If you want life to stay predictable, to stay the same, to stay comfortable, if that's your game, then each of those things is absolutely miserable. It's not gonna bring you anything. But the question is, should that really be your game in life? Is that really how you want to live? Do you want to live life in the most predictable, comfortable, and easy way? Because as I just explained, that way of living lowers your resilience, lowers your mental, your physical, your biological capacity to deal with struggles. And then you get into a downward spiral. Because if your only game, your only aim is to be comfortable, have a comfortable, predictable, easy life, and that's what you're going for, then of course you're going to choose all of these things that are not challenging, which means that your body, your biology, your mind, everything that you are, your human system is going to weaken, which means that you have a necessity to seek out even more comfort and more ease, which means that life's unchosen challenges, like losing the job or getting sick or whatever it is, are gonna be even more difficult to deal with. So it's almost like a negative investment. So what are the other options? Well, your other option could be to say, well, maybe my game in life, my aim in life, the reason that I'm here 
is to grow, is to evolve mentally, personally, spiritually, however you want to see that. So for me, I have realized and I've chosen that my game in life is evolution, it is growth. So now, every single thing that happens in my life, the good and the bad, is fuel for the vehicle of my evolution, of my growth. And another way that Ram Dass actually says is it says, it's all grist for the mill. You know, bad stuff happens, it's all grist for the mill, moving closer to God. Good stuff happens, it's also grist for the mill, moving closer to God, right? Now, moving closer to God is not really my way of saying it. And if I say God, a lot of people are like, oh, he's talking about God. And then they have all these negative connotations about Christianity or whatever it is. Or some people might be like, oh, finally, he's talking about God and he understands. <laughs> and the point is, it's not really my language. But my way of saying it is my game, right? The whole reason that I'm here in this life is to evolve and to learn and to grow. Now, anything that happens can be used to fuel that evolution. If I allow myself to lean into those struggles, right? And leaning into the struggles also means that you recognize that on the other side of the struggle is the exact thing that you want. Because my game is evolution. And if I look back to my life being, you know, a depressed five-year-old kid that they wanted to put on medication or, you know, when I was anxious or depressed or when I was addicted or when I was overweight or going through a divorce and all of these things sound like, oh, they, don't, they must be the worst things that ever happened to you. Well, not really, not really. Because if I look back at all of those, I see all of the tremendous lessons that I've learned from this. I've seen all of the personal growth that I gained from this. And I see right now in my life that because I have had a lot of struggles, I've had a lot of difficulty and I've overcome it and grown from it, I am less fearful of life. And the life that I've built now is one where I get to spend every single day doing exactly what I love most. I get to work with the most amazing people. I get to do this. I get to talk to you, right, on this podcast. And you're listening and walking with me. This is incredible to me. Now, and a lot of the things that I've done in the recent years to build up an audience, to build a business, to build the life that I want to live... I only was brave enough to do to step out into the world like that because I've seen some pretty bad times. And I know that some pretty bad times will most likely be ahead. But I know for a fact, looking back at every single thing that I've been through, right, it's always given me growth. It's always given me evolution. So if I know that's my game and that's what I want, all I can do is love the struggle. All I can do is say, oh shit, this is going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. I want to get out of here. <laughs> get out. Get to the chopper, Casper. Come on, get out. I'm sorry, guys. That's a little Arnold snippet because I just as a little side note. Um, in the first podcast episode, I did some, some very brief Arnold impersonation. And, uh, and then in the, the five ones or something after that, I never did Arnold again. And I'm actually getting emails of people like, Casper, I love your podcast, but I miss Arnold. Please do the Arnold impersonation. Right? So here you have it. Get to the chopper. Get down. Come on. That was it for all the Arnold junkies. All right. Anyway, something inside me will always scream when a new challenge arises. Like, ah, oh, I don't want this. I don't want this. 
But then there's something bigger in myself, something higher in myself that knows like, oh, actually, the voice that is saying, I don't want this. I want comfort. I want ease. I want safety. I want predictability. I want control. That those desires and the voice that expresses those desires, if I listen to that voice, I'm not going to have a very rich or purposeful or meaningful life. If I can just remind myself, wait, what am I actually doing here? Why am I here on this planet? Right, my game, my game is evolution and growth. And this next thing might just be exactly the fuel that I need to power my vehicle of growth in this particular phase of my life. And then suddenly I look at it with curiosity and I look at it with gratitude and I go, all right, this might be tough, might be difficult, might not be fun, but here we go. Let's roll life. <laughs> so. My question to you is, what is your game? What is your game in life? What are you really seeking the whole time? Are you seeking comfort, ease, predictability, security, control? All right, that's cool. Well, if that's your game and you're striving to secure these things and it's fulfilling you, by all means, <laughs> keep going, you know. But if the next time you find yourself struggling or you find that life presents you with a challenge that you feel yourself unequipped to handle, or there's a new struggle that comes along and it seems to just be pointless and meaningless and just get angry at life, maybe this perspective can help. Maybe allowing yourself to change your game, to look at the struggle with love and gratitude, maybe that's the way through, right? Maybe that's the way to play a completely different game and to move to new ways of thinking, new ways of loving your life, new ways of finding gratitude finding meaning. And, you know, just in case, I mean, your life might be all rainbows and unicorns from here on. There might be no challenges ever again. I'm open to it. <laughs> it's possible. But just in case, life might present you with challenges along the way. Why not start to choose your challenges? Because every time you choose a challenge consciously, and even though you know it's going to suck and it might be difficult, it might be hard, you might not overcome it, it's all, always there, also this option, that you know that there's something good on the other side. That's kind of the mental muscle of training to love the struggle. Take a cold shower in the morning, skip a meal, lift something heavy, go for a long run, remember something that you find difficult to remember. Remember 10 people's names, right? In an introduction round, remember 10 people's names. And focus yourself on, you know, learn a new instrument, learn a new language. Do something you've never done before. Something that's scary, that's out of your comfort zone. Because every single time you do this, every single time you overcome this little mini struggle that you've chosen yourself, you will train the mental muscle and the bigger perspective that struggle is the thing that makes life interesting. Struggle is the thing that allows you to grow, to move forward in your life, right? to evolve. All right, that was my rant on the struggle. I'm so grateful for your listening. Uh, in the recent uh, weeks since the podcast came out, a lot of you have sent me messages, emails, Instagram, uh, DMs um, about the ways that this podcast has influenced your life. And um, yeah, I just want to say I'm so incredibly grateful for those words and to realize that, uh, yeah, walking in the forest talking to beautiful people that are walking with me 
as a great way to uh, to express what I want to express, but also to add what I uh, to the world what I want to add. And uh, so I'm deeply grateful for you listening. I would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, any things you would like me to speak about, any topics you would love for me to discuss in this podcast, then by all means, send us an email. If you're interested uh, in learning more about my work uh, and our coaches certification for Masterful Breath Coaches, you can go to www.breathworkmasterclass.com. And you can find me on the socials at Casper's Focus. I hope you had a great walk. I wish you a wonderful day. And I hope to see you next time on Walking Our Path podcast. My name is Casper. Peace out.